So, this is the new edition uh, of the All Things Richmond podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here with Mr. A.J. Brewer, founder of uh, Brewer's Cafe. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, for those of you watching for the first time in this podcast, we like to interview local folks doing interesting things in the Richmond area who have their finger on the pulse of, uh, of Richmond. And so, uh, thank you, man. I'm very honored to yeah, have no, you here. I I'm definitely honored to be here. Yeah, man. So, let's start talking about just your background. How did you come to own a coffee shop here in Manchester? Um, man, uh, three and a half years ago, uh, I quit my job because um, I didn't get along with my boss. Um, okay. Hopefully, he's not watching. <laughs> you know, I tell this story so many times. She's gonna see it one day, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I, you know, that's gonna be something funny. But uh, our mutual friend Preddy and uh-huh. I, um, we decided to. Uh, dispersed from the office, and we were going to look for different jobs. Uh, and you he, were a stockbroker at the I time. I was a stockbroker. Okay. Yeah, we worked at um, at an online brokerage firm that gives financial advice, uh, and we acted as consultants. Okay. Didn't get along with my boss. Quit. Um, a friend of mine, whose last name is Baker, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like obviously my last name is Brewer, suggested that we open a coffee shop a year before I opened. Uh, like, yo, Ant, man, we should open up a coffee shop and call it uh, the Bakers and the Brewers. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, I didn't, I, nobody really knows this, but I didn't drink coffee. Um, I had had maybe, maybe, a, maybe a cup of coffee my entire life. Right. Um, and I just thought it was a genius idea. It made so much sense. His personality, he was an accountant. I was a financial <laughs> advisor. We had jobs in, the, in uh, D.C. working for firms, and we both moved back had a kid around the same time and um and 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 it was just it was perfect so i reached out to him told him i quit my job had no real plans um went after some acting gigs started doing stand-up at the funny bone uh, applied for uh, a, a number of different planning financial wealth management firms and um and started planning a coffee shop uh, at that time my friend lc baker um, wasn't in that position to do it, so he just like you know you run with it. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is I just really believed in myself. I mm-hmm. mean, I didn't know if I could do it because uh, the whole time I was you know submitting applications for real estate companies, uh, wealth management companies. I was looking at relocating, uh, and the whole but the whole time I'm typing this business plan and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm submitting it to investors. And um, next thing you know, I'm sitting in front of Ron Johnson down at the city. And he's, you know, thoroughly impressed with what I wrote down and, and how I presented myself and uh, connected me with Hugh Jones of Union Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and they worked together and, and essentially between the two of them financed this, this what seemed to be a small coffee shop idea that turned into um, an unbelievable brand. And, I mean... I really had no real plans of doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it was just an idea. Uh, I don't know if you've ever quit a job or been without employment, but you think about the things that you were thinking about at the cubicle or in the office, and the next thing you know, like, you know what? I'm going to go after this. Yeah. Uh, and it worked, or it's working. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So uh, getting to know you in the short time that I have, um, it seems like you have your hand in, in a couple of things, all very interesting and all very Richmond-focused. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the uh, – first of all, let you, you have another entrepreneur in the family, I yeah. understand. Tell me a little yeah. bit about this person. Uh, so Parker uh, Parker Lee Brewer, at Parker Lee Brewer on Instagram, uh, is my three-year-old son. 
avid bike rider. Uh, we've done every trail in the city of Richmond, no training wheels. Uh, he's got a business. He's got um, three locations of his, of his candy stand. Um, Make sure they heard you right. So your three-year-old yeah. son yeah. has a business. Yeah. T and keep, yeah, tell me more about I it. I mean, so here's the thing. So I just, I kind of believe that I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I want this kid to believe that he can do anything. Uh, so when I wrote my business plan, I thought, wow, there's got to be something involved with the kid. You mm -hmm. know, I, I didn't quit my job to put my son in a daycare. So um, the idea was let's build this kid a, a, a candy stand business. Mm -hmm. When I was giving advice, I had a couple of clients that, um, you know, had forty to fifty thousand dollars of income coming in from bubblegum machines. <laughs> right. And um, I thought, you know, hey, let's do the math on this. Conservatively, I can get three of these out of the door every year, mm -hmm. and end up with roughly sixty to seventy of them by the time he's sixteen, and he's producing his own thirty thousand dollars <laughs> income. Right. And uh, and that was the plan. And somehow that got out, and um, now you're looking at something that's been an inspiration to folks but in reality I don't want to give anything to my son I want you know I'm, I'm jumping off the ledge at this entrepreneurship thing and I want him to jump with me mm. um, and he's been able to be featured on Channel 8 News Channel 6 you know uh, there have been several articles written on him and the reality is is I get it you know the, the, it's a it's more of a, a spotlight on me but um, if I can, if I can make sure that this kid, you know, doesn't worry about the things that normal folks worry about right. um, when it comes to paying the bills and stressing about your time and sure. uh, uh, the freedom that you want, you know, you, we we all work for. Right. If he, if he only knows that I'm going to work for myself for the rest of my life, he doesn't know what it means to be dependent on somebody else. Right. Um, that's that's the best case scenario. So the part the, the, the candy stands just work good. You know, I had yeah. to find something that he, that a kid would like. I couldn't, you know. <laughs> couldn't create a steakhouse sure. you know he loves candy he likes candy yeah. it's easy sell you know it's a quarter it's an easy way to teach him a concept of right. you know give me something i get something that sort of quid sure. pro quo thing now does he <coughs> did you make him practice his pitch does he pitch you well you know what here's the thing so you know uh when people talk about the candy stand in the beginning it was all me talking Right. And about three weeks ago, you know, you start to see the fruits of your of your label pay off because right. uh, three weeks ago, somebody asked him about his candy stand as he's sitting at the at the counter, and he said, "Yeah, that's my business." Right. Uh, and then and then she said, "What's your business?" And he said, "Candy." And uh, and he's three, and you know, it's like, you know, they can do anything. They're sure. such sponges. Why not like teach this kid how to be a savvy business person at five? Right. Um, or at three, or right. at two. You know, it's possible. So. Man, I mean that. If I can, if I can point to any sort of success that I have, uh, I, don't, I don't feel like Brewers is successful. I don't feel like I'm successful, but I really feel like I'm doing an unbelievable job with this kid because yeah. um, he's an unbelievable kid. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. Um, and because of him, he's 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 brightened up my day. He makes the days at Brewers seem shorter um, uh, and not long and dry. They're always filled with excitement. Um, he's part. He partners with a couple of brands here in Richmond. Little mm -hmm. Nomad Shop. Um, he, it, you know, we promote for those guys, and he promotes for other sort of book clubs. Um, these are these are not paid gigs. These are opportunities for me to teach my son what it means to connect and network. Sure. Um, and now all he knows again is not, hey, how do I how do I work with this company for a dollar? But how do I exchange? You know, how do I exchange? Um, how do I make how do I make my network smaller? Parker mm -hmm. doesn't know. He, I mean, mm -hmm. he just that, that's what he knows. He knows mm -hmm. what his father taught him uh, right. and his mom taught him. So, 
you know, I can sit here and talk about Parker all day long, but um, <laughs> but he's a, he's an amazing kid. Well, that's but, exciting. Yeah. I look forward to what's next on uh, in, yeah. in Parker's uh, yeah, future. That, that's really cool. Um, so so you have uh, you're on the board of a local bank. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Um, there's a uh, a bank that was started by nine teachers in the 30s uh, here in the city of Richmond. Uh, they were all black at, at the time. Uh, it's a historic place. That, you know, it's been around for pretty much 90 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to start growing again. Uh, so a guy named Randy Cooper, who's the manager down there, or the president of the bank, um, is is dedicated to making that bank grow and so it's an opportunity for me and my son uh to not only help a you know a historic institution that my grand grandmother knew about mm-hmm. um but it's also an opportunity for us to teach you know through our sort of you know uh experiences money management mm-hmm. you know parker's candy stand is not just an uh, an opportunity to to make money mm-hmm. i'm teaching him that you know if you want the legos mm-hmm. you know you got to make some more money right so Sometimes we make posts about, you know, the, the last post we had was, uh, you know, he said, Dad, I want Legos. And so I was like, all right, let's go to your bank. <laughs> and so we took cash, we took the coins out of the machine, deposited yeah. it, and then we withdrew $14. And he took that uh, to Target, and he bought him some Legos. Uh, <laughs> and those sort of experiences are the ones that I think, you know, uh, the bank appreciates from us. And so, um, again, just another... Uh, Another thing that I can do to introduce my son to to a lifestyle that's just you know a little bit easier than what I had or what most folks grew up with. Sure. Um, and is that bank located here in Manchester? Yeah, it's on the corner of Bainbridge and uh, in Commerce. Gotcha. So Richmond just, Heritage. Just a few blocks from where we're. Yeah, five, literally five streets up. So if he gotcha. wants to go to his bank, he walks down to his bank. Right. You know, that's um, cool. it's it's unbelievable, man. Well, so let, now we're on the, on the Manchester topic. So you live here, coffee shops here, the bank that you sit on the board on is here. Um, uh, obviously, this neighborhood's gone through a pretty massive transformation yeah. in the last few years. Yeah. What uh, what's going on now? What's what's next for the Manchester neighborhood? Um, so, you know, I think so. When I was in high school, my freshman year in high school, Blackwell projects were knocked down. Mm-hmm. Blackwell projects set about five blocks away from where we are, mm-hmm. um, and the growth from 1999 until now has been very long and very hard. Um, the past three or four or five years makes it seem like it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really been a 20-year process. Um, and, you know, we went through this phase of, you know, all right, there's nothing here, to now we're going to introduce citizens and residents. And then uh, the focus was more on building businesses. And I think kind of that's where we are now is where we're going to mm-hmm. see this transform from residential um, or di- let's say let's say a... a, 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 a mm. I hate to use the word dangerous, but a, a place where a lot of folks didn't want to live, mm-hmm. uh, to a place where folks want to live, to a place where folks want to shop. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the phase that we're in now. And so you're seeing uh, investors, both big and small, um, get their opportunity to bring something dope, amazing, family-friendly, uh, bar-focused, uh, 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 restaurant-focused, retail shop, art fo- I mean, just every pillar. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity, there's a barbecue spot open, there's a taco spot art galleries, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the phase that we're in now is, you know, uh, seeing businesses be able to come into this resident, this this community, and then thrive, Mm -hmm. Uh, not just come in and and for five years or for five months and then die out, but Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see this neighborhood change into, some people call it Carytown or Georgetown, but we'll certainly see this become uh, a shopping hub again, just Mm -hmm. simply because of 
what it used to look like. All the retail the, on Hull yeah, Street. Yeah, I mean, it's it's already yeah. it's it's already set up that way. So right. from Coordon, which is Route One to Commerce, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, probably before we were born, mm-hmm. uh, was a huge shopping hub. Right. Uh, and I think because of the transition that's happened, mm-hmm. you see big guys like you know. Um, the the multi-million dollar management companies and then the small husband and wife team come in mm-hmm. with an opportunity and an idea to put a coffee shop, to put an art gallery. And I think we'll just continue to see more of that. Um, as a resident, is there anything you wish was here that wasn't as far as retail goes? Uh, grocery. Yeah. You know, grocery store. Uh, I know what's happening here. So when I say uh, uh, what I want, I know it's coming. So, yeah. you know, you look at more food, I know it's coming. You look at more bars, I know mm-hmm. it's coming. There's more art spaces being opened up, uh, being opened up. Um, but what the community desperately needs is, is, is food, yeah. um, a grocery store. We need um, where, some of Where these do you go to grocery shopping if you live here? Uh, so if you live here, you have three options. Um, that are within reasonable driving distance. One is Food Lion, which is all the way at the end of the city border um, of Route 1, so mm-hmm. between Chesterfield and Richmond, right at Chippenham. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Farm Fresh, which is uh, 23rd and Main Street. In Shaco Bottom. In Shaco Bottom, and then you've got the Kroger that's over there by VCU. Right. Now, I mean, you know, those are, those are reasonable distances, sure. but as far as having a community store, there is yeah. not one. Sure. And there are several neighborhoods between Westover, Swansboro, Woodland Heights, Manchester, Blackwell, Oak Grove, uh, Bellmead. There's not a single grocery store. So I think that's what's going to happen next. Yeah. But, you know, I guess these things happen. You know, it just takes time for, for it to come to fruition. Sure. So, so okay, let's, let's transition into uh, Stay RVA. You were telling yeah. me a little bit about it. I'd love to hear more about what Stay RVA is, how you got involved, and, and what, it, what its uh, focus and mission is. So... Um, so I've always felt this way, but um, the past th- three years I've become, uh, you know, I've gotten a little more vocal. So about two and a half years ago, I opened Brewers. A month after that, I put a post up about um, how I felt my son was privileged and would be a leader and example in whatever school he goes to mm-hmm. uh, because of who his parents are. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, had a conversation that was, you know, dozens of threads long. And some of the replies back were, you know, there's this group that's mm-hmm. around that actually is standing for that. And, you know, that's, you know, people who typically can afford private school or to move out of the neighborhood and send their kid to a pr- uh, county school. Those folks were starting to band together and say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And so since I was a kid, I always knew that I was a little different. I knew that my fa- for whatever reason, my father, my grandmother, and my mother and my aunt did an amazing job. And I was not the kid that was walking around uh doing things that I wasn't supposed to. For some reason, I was an example. Mm-hmm. And there were hundreds of us in Richmond like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started, you know, you grow up a little bit, and then, you know, you become an adult, and you go, wow, there's, there are great kids everywhere. Right. Uh, and so what separates Richmond Public Schools from Chesterfield? And the difference is the parents, the upbringing. What kind of environment do you go back home to mm-hmm. to reinstill, uh, you know, the things that you're learning in school? Mm-hmm. The question that I kept coming, the answer that I kept coming up with is, if you have a single or dual parent income uh, household with somebody who can do more than just go to work and come home, that is, we travel a little bit, we take vacations, you know, we read together, we can go to D.C. every once in a while, you know, you're not going, you're not growing up in drug-infested communities, violence, 
the people who are not exposed to that more than likely turn out to be decent citizens. Right. And so there's just there was a whole group of people that felt like that. And so they created this group that called that they call themselves Stay RVA. And so I joined them. And the objective there is to get and convince folks who live in the city to stay in the city and send their kids to the school systems that in which they reside. Um, I always use the metaphor of Deep Run versus Armstrong High School. Arguably, Deep Run is the best high school in the area. Arguably, Armstrong is one of the worst high schools in the state. If you take every single student out of Armstrong High School, their circumstances, keep the circumstances the same though. Just lift them out of that school and put them in Deep Run. Take all the kids out of Deep Run and put them in Armstrong, but don't change any of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Armstrong will become the best school in the state. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because of their parents. Mm -hmm. What kind of community do you go back home to to reinforce those standards? Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was just tired of folks who either looked like me or didn't look like me, but had the socioeconomic power to put their, their kids in position to win. Mm -hmm. I always found it difficult for them to not actually fight for a cause. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just, you know, I, I got linked up with these guys because they stood for the same thing. And it was just good. It was refreshing to see because um, it's not just that group. I mean, there are tons of groups, Mayor's Youth Academy, you know, um, Junior Founders Club, Groundwork RVA, Code VA. There's so many different groups that are um, taking it upon themselves. You know, this is a political political question, so I'll give you a political answer that, you know, I don't really agree with the Tea Party, but they came up with this slogan that really stuck, mm -hmm. and that was, we the people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they peeled that, I guess, from the Constitution or whatever, but that's the reality. The reality is, is that people are the only people that can change. The government can do what, they can give whatever type of money, they can not give whatever type of money. Mm -hmm. It is only up to us to make the change in every circumstance. In order to reduce crime, it's the people. In order to improve the schools, it's the people. Mm -hmm. It's the people that have the power, and um, and I just wholeheartedly believe that. I believe that for myself and my son, I believe he's going to be an example, whether or not he's at this school or he goes to a private school, and we got to start believing in our kids. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we'll continue to be okay. If I'm selfish and I go, oh, my son won't be challenged and he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he won't be his best self in that environment, so I'll put him over there, mm -hmm. Parker will be just fine. Right. But because he's not there, there's another example of somebody that you could look up to but that's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to change those roles. We got to change that mindset. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, the Richland Public Schools, you know, I know Mayor Stoney's put a huge focus on, on, on the kids and the schools, but it's not something that, you know, he can do by himself overnight. Yeah. Um, and to your point, uh, it's going to take a lot of people <laughs> working yeah. together to, yeah. help, to help the problem. So uh, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Let's transition to uh, Manchester Manifest. Tell me about yeah. what that is. Yeah, so, um, oh man, uh, because I opened up the shop, uh, artists and mm -hmm. people who do cool things come to me and say, I got an idea. Right. Um, two years ago, we had an idea to do a festival. Um, Robin Miller's property, which is sitting right behind us, mm -hmm. used to be just a big green field before they mm -hmm. started the development. And so he was kind enough to allow us to have a festival, music festival, on his, on his yard. Mm -hmm. And it was unbelievable. I mean, it was the first thing I had ever done, and, it, and the community received it well, and there was music all day long, and at night, and people were coming out of their houses, like, oh, man, this is, you know, this never would have happened 20 years ago. Right. And so that was the fall of, of 2016. 
2017 comes around, we think, wow, let's not just do one, let's do a series of them. The best way to do that is on a Friday or a Saturday. So we picked um, first Fridays to give somebody, to give an opportunity to folks on Southside mm -hmm. to go out, hang out, and not have to, you know, you know essentially go too far. Because that's, right. that's the theme of Richmond, really. There's two places to hang out, really, right. you know, fan and Shackle Bottom. Right. But if the community members of each of these neighborhoods didn't, you know, if they took it upon themselves to... Uh, bring those events to their neighborhood. It make Richmond a more balanced city. Yeah. Um, so I linked up with a guy named Ray Fields. He's an art dude. He really likes uh, bringing people together uh, to have fun uh, around the arts. And mm -hmm. we planned a series of First Friday events where we bring out bands and DJs. And uh, the last one we did, we had 20 vendors. You know, selling jewelry, selling um, food. We had food trucks come out. Um, the, the ABC board has been kind enough to allow me to sell um, beverages outside uh, mm -hmm. because it's literally right next to my plow of land. So, right. um, and we cut off the streets, and so we allow folks to come out, have a good time, um, listen to some good music, see some artists paint, um, have some good food. And so we do that every first Friday. Uh, so what started off as a festival turned into uh, a monthly first Friday event. We haven't done one since October, so right. we don't do the winter months. Um, right. and we're gonna start the next one in April, so a couple of weeks away, first Friday. Nice, man. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, wow, I mean, <laughs> you got a lot of things going on. Do you uh, do you sleep ever? <laughs> so I tell people this. I you know I do sleep. I, I feel like I'm not. I feel like uh, I do a lot, but you know, it, it, I cut it off at like 11 or 12. So. Right. Between the hours of 11 and like what time do you get 7. Here? What time do you, are you here every day? Or? So I'm here every day. So here, so this is the great story about yeah. opening up a business. Um, you got to commit yourself to working really hard. And so for the first year or so, I opened and closed the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, give or take a couple of hours here and there every single day. Uh, and then about a year into it, we got a little busier. And so uh, I stopped working Monday through Friday in the morning mm -hmm. uh, and so I only work in the afternoons and on the weekends mm -hmm. um, and so since we've been open I've been able to like you know take a backseat a little bit I right. do work I still work every day but I don't have to open and close right um, and you know you start you begin to start to see you know the, the fruits of your hard work and so yeah. I, I kind of work every day, but I kind of don't because right. you know this is this is a job for me right, right. now. You know, I got a three o'clock meeting. You know, I got right. I got you know the, the everything that you do turns out to be a job or a meeting. Sure. And so although I'm busy all day long, you know, I'm not I'm not opening up the shop at seven o'clock and working until nine o'clock every sure. day. You know, I've yeah. been able to create a little bit of flexibility just through hard work. Sure. You know, so. Well, yeah, man. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Oh man. Um, no, I mean those are the three things that I care most about: my okay. son and my family, uh, my school, the school, the kids here in the city, and then this coffee shop. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, if there, if, if more people felt like they could change the world, we'd live in a better place. Uh, and too many times we fall victim to, this city's not good enough. I need to go to D.C. That school's not good enough. I need to send them to private school. Well, instead of just, you can turn that around. You know, I mean, you, you started your own company. You can, you can start your own company. You can send your kid to that school and be sure. an example. Like, you sure. know, as opposed to somebody who just fits in. 
Sure. Uh, and I mean, I want statues built after me. I want to be able to change the world. I want to sure. teach my son that. And I want more people to feel like they have the ability to change. Uh, it is not up to Stoney and Trump and mm -hmm. Barack Obama and Putin and everybody else. It's not up to them. Those guys sure. don't make any decisions in your life. Sure. You can decide to make this world a better place or you can decide to just live in and exist in it. And I'm yeah. deciding to make it a better place. Well, as a fellow Richmonder, I want to say thank you for all that you're doing for this yeah, area. And I agree, if there were more people like you, Richmond would be even awesomer than it is. So keep up the good work. If we can help in any way, let us know. And thanks thank for your you, time. Man. I appreciate it. Thank you, dude. Thanks, appreciate man. it, man.